Ladies and gentlemen, this is the 48th episode of Concerned Dabs Podcast. I'm your host, Katie M. Kane. With me in the building tonight, ladies and gentlemen, our guest is Deacon Jones. Deacon, yes, are you with us? All right, all right. I'm here. All right, all right. I can hear you in my, in my headphones. We, we talked a little bit earlier this evening, and then we talked a little bit earlier this week when I touched down, man. So uh, I'm excited about yes, the sir. interview and... It's cool that you have uh, other stuff to talk about other than just growing weed and shit like that, too, dude. Like, <laughs> For sure. You know what I mean? Like, I, I like nerding out on stuff like that, too, but it's it's cool to uh, to give props to homies that are doing other stuff that, that relates. You know what I mean? And and it's still, like, super mm-hmm. positive, man. So I'm, I'm happy to, to have you on the show. Yeah, I appreciate uh, it, man. So I, I guess... Uh, can we start out talking about your uh, healing through hip hop, um, yeah. um, substance abuse treatment program? Like, I, I don't, I don't want to use the incorrect terminology, dude. So, um, can yeah, can you sell it to us? Can you sell it to us? Can you sell it to us like you're selling it to a tribal government or something? You know, because I, I, I'm super interested in that, man. Like, um, for sure. And, and I'll ask, I'll ask questions throughout too, like, because there's stuff in your book that. I was like, hell yeah. Like, I wanted to talk about stuff like that on the show, too. So, go take it away, man. Yeah, take it away, man. Yeah, I'll start when I started. Um, well, just like like some of us, I know I grew up writing. I'd write stories, poems, whatever I could just to just to kind of get my mind right since I was young. Yeah. And uh, yep. so coming up, I think what's dope about this is you're from the same place I'm from. So when I tell this story, people just got to kind of imagine a little differently but yeah. being able to to speak with you about it is cool because i'm like you know what i'm talking about <laughs> so same bro I'm like, same like dude and, yeah. and i don't want to interrupt but once i saw you had a book i'm like fuck yeah that's the shit i'm like i grew up down the street from that guy man like you know yeah. like, fucking For shit. Sure. like yeah and so like my my closest homie my entire life was sanford you know like since we were in diapers and shit and so we were yeah. we were running around all the time. We just running around all the time, being res kids, doing all the things that res kids do. But everybody that I kicked it with, there was a lot of people that had some, you know, family issues at home. It's usually about, you know, dads getting kicked out for boozing and not coming home and you know, kids yeah. like, Oh man, I don't wanna go home and so I would yeah. I was always like, Yo, I can help you And they're like, Really? How can you help? I'm like, We're gonna you're gonna move in with me. We're you know we're we're you little ass kids don't know nothing about moving or any of that yeah. so I'm just like move in with me I'm gonna help you and I'm gonna talk to your parents <laughs> like oh yeah that's cool whatever <laughs> so I started trying to get um, just to get families to be cool since I was young from the from the homies that I was with growing up with I'm like no we can stop that we can do this we can do that like I knew what I was talking about but I didn't really know you know what I needed to do. So um, when I started at the Boys and Girls Club down there, uh, I asked if I could try this program that I've been working on, and uh, they gave me a shot. They're like, "Go ahead, yeah, you can bring in some hip hop, do you know, have fun with the kids." And I'm like, "Okay," because I know at this point, if I can get kids to be truthful anywhere, it's through writing. Because you know, you write those songs, you can burn them after you write them, you can share them, oh, yeah. you can do whatever. And so the kids started telling these stories that were way too deep for the boys and girls club. So we had to shut it down, but seeing 
what those kids were talking about in that music, I was like, this this shit is working, and it needs to be studied. And so yeah. uh, I started studying it myself, just reading all the neuroscience behind addiction, um, all the psychological aspects of it. And I'm like, okay, I know what I'm going to do, psychology in school. And so I started psychology thinking that this is my course, but it was all just boring. And yeah. all of the psychologists, the, the dude teaching the course, he's a psychologist. He's teaching us about clinical conditions. And at the same time, he's a germaphobe. So, so it's crazy. <laughs> my professor won't, won't touch none of us. He won't touch any pan after somebody. He wouldn't touch any doors, nothing. I'm like, this dude needs some help. <laughs> so it's, it's, it was wild. And so I just started saying, I can, I can practice what I'm doing at a treatment facility that has a team. So when I ended up moving to Spokane, I went to an inpatient treatment facility and started asking, can I try this program out that, that is pretty deep and it's revolved around music? And they kept saying, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll give you a shot. We'll give you a shot. But it was uh, about two years deep until I was like, okay, I'm going to go to the kids. And I gave them a piece of paper and said, write down everything you need to be successful in your treatment because they were running away, they were getting kicked out, all of this stuff, from rules violations, and so on. Every kid's sheet of paper, there was some form of music. And so I said, okay, do you mind if I take your papers to the executive director and let them know that music is this important to you? And they all agreed, so I took it down there. I'm like, I did this survey, and look at this, and you remember the program I'm talking about. And so she was like, oh, okay, fine, try it. So I took the kids off site and we went to a studio, had them uh, write their songs, gave them a beat. And these kids came back. They was hyped. They had their boom boxes on their shoulders, playing the music, gathering everybody. And then from that day, the executive director was like, you got a group now. Now you're running this program. So I'm like, okay, That's cool. Right. And yeah. Right and on, so Rick. Way kept... to go, Rick. Man, for real, yeah, man. for sure. For sure. And so I was... um just running the group with the kids and these kids were talking about some kids would openly say that there was abuse happening or happens or anything. And some kids would just write raps that had said nothing about anything, but, but deciphering their lyrics, I could see that there might be an issue with abandonment or some other sort of thing and talk to them about that. And they're like, yeah, I didn't know how to say it, but that's what I'm dealing with. So I'm like, yeah. well, you said it. You just needed somebody to pick up on it. Yeah. And so that's when that's when all the mental health professionals were like, bro, you got to teach us because this is crazy. And so yeah. it just kind of kept growing from there. And the kids were just telling the stories. And all I was doing for work was just in the studio, you know. So it was just a win-win situation. Everybody was having fun, didn't feel like they were working, didn't feel like I was pressing them for information. They were just killing yeah. it. Yeah. No doubt. And then that's when I started forming partnerships like Harvard. They had me come out and speak to their school on addictions about the program. And so from there, Dr. Schaefer, he started the school on addictions like 40-something years ago at Harvard. He's still there. Now he's on my board of directors because he was digging the program. That's tight, dude. Man, see, dude, that's tight, bro, because it is, man, and like it's dope that you just did it anyway like because i'm sure some people were like well you don't have this certain piece of paper that you went to school for so you you, you know oh, like, yeah I'm, I'm 
like it's uh but like the proof is in the fucking pudding man you know what i mean it's like exactly you you, you could you, like anybody who is thinking about investing it's like you could come in and visit a, a a new group of kids like everybody just showed up within the past week and see how angry and fucking mm-hmm. pissed off everyone is like not just that being there but the system and everybody in general and then come back two weeks later three weeks later then you you could see the change you know what i mean like just just in shaking hands and talking to somebody for two minutes you know yeah and i think my biggest struggle uh, my biggest struggle is trying to tell people that there there's a million music programs out there but mine isn't based on making music having fun it can be it's easy to do that but it's intended to go deeper you know digging at root issues and things and that's what I'm, I'm trying to separate from this just being a music program to this being something that can uh, burn new neural pathways in your brain curb addiction and other harmful traits that we might pick up you know no doubt being intentional no doubt. yeah so like what uh like what's what's the status and like what's what's the hustle like dude like you, you like you have a board of directors uh, uh, and all this stuff, so you have like investment. Like, do you have to like pitch it to um, like how like can you can you talk about that a little bit? Because I I know yeah, that, that, uh, that you, it's got to be difficult and on that and it's talking about the good shit is always fun too, but like the 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 hard shit mm-hmm. is relevant, you know. So yeah, the the hard shit is where uh, you know that's the things that nobody sees. So they yeah. they see the interviews in the papers and on the news like dang yeah that's cool but my struggle is i didn't get that piece of paper right (laughs) so i'm out there when i started the program everybody loved it man all over the nation they were flying me out to to give uh keynotes and do presentations and and trainings and all this and then uh before all that everybody at the at the facility everything loved it oh this is the best thing i ever heard but once once it started getting Oh, there's an interview. Oh, there's a TV show. There's something. Then it became, well, where's his piece of paper? (laughs) You know? And I'm like, oh, man, I didn't want to come to this. I'm just trying to do something that'll actually work. Because even in the presentations I give, um, I I do presentations at treatment conferences. And I tell them 90% of the people that come through addictions treatment relapse. So nine out of 10 times we fail. Yeah. Nine out of ten, right? So I'm like, this yeah. doesn't work. Yeah. So we got to do and something d- different. Yeah, bro. And that's I read your book this morning, and and that was one thing that 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 stuck with me too when you said that because it's like I, I went to inpatient treatment when I was 19 years old, you know, and I, I continued to catch mm-hmm. more charges after that for possession or DUI, whatever, you know. And it's I've been out of I've been out mm-hmm. of trouble and off paper for ten years now. You know what I mean? I have I've been off probation for ten years, so I I feel proud of that, not going through the system. That's what's but up. I I just uh I remember doing and you talk about that in your book too, about uh the ineffectiveness of that twelve step dance. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's like fuck, dude. I went through I went through that program at the tribe uh, so many times, you know what I mean? And it's uh Yeah. I I feel like it, it was more, and that was one thing in the book too, is like it was more beneficial to have a, a native dude to talk to than a non-tribal member because um, it, it just, he, he knew where I was coming from, you know what I mean? And uh, shout out to uh, 
to Rich Curry and uh, David Scott, like those are two guys that were my counselor, and I, I think they they do a really good job, and um, they they keep that humor, you know what I mean, and that's important yeah. too, especially coming from where we're from, and then and then just understanding where we are from, and then you know having grown up with us too, and and seeing us play sports or or just you know through you know everybody's kids knows everybody else's kids, so. You know, everybody gets along for the most part. So uh, I I thought that that was cool that you wrote about that, too, because um, it is, man. Like, especially if you're coming from a place like a reservation, it helps to have someone in the, the treatment center or wherever else that is also from that same place, you know, and, and, and trying to help, yeah. you know. Definitely. And I, I don't know, dude, like the, the music shit, too, bro. I'm like, fuck, like. Those are the most songs I like. That's why I I, I kind of went more towards rock and roll in, in the past ten years, just because I I felt like it was easier for me to express emotion. And it's not like I have a shit ton of trauma that I gotta cry around about, but it's like, man, there's certain stuff that mm-hmm. I could I could I could express better in in this genre than on one of my rap songs. And so, like, I, I just been trying to focus sure. on that lately, you know. And and it, it is therapeutic. Sometimes I'll see homies online that. I know do music and they'll be crying around about their relationship or this or that. I'm like, man, write it down. You know what I mean? Like, yep. write it down, fucker. You know, like, like I, I, I see you're, <laughs> you're pissed off about it. Like, write it down on a piece of paper and make it rhyme. Uh, yeah, so exactly. it, it's, yeah. And uh, like, so what's, what's the status of it now, man? Like, are you looking for like a location or like, do you just uh, keep doing the trainings and workshops? Like, how 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 is the uh like what what's the hustle like, bro? Like Yeah, so now I I have an office. I got an office now here in Spokane and um I got all my licenses, everything taken care of and uh right except for my department of health and that's I was actually working with uh for like the last year. That was one of the things I was <clears throat> talking to insurance companies and and um the state people and getting the runaround like no other right i'm like yeah. trying to figure out exactly what license do i need and they tell me so i go and i get that license so i'm like okay i submit my application like well you don't have this i'm like well where mm-hmm. do i get that why didn't you tell me before and this this went on for a year and a half and uh i just got to the place <clears throat> just got to the place to where the, if the once the department of health does a walkthrough in my building in my office, I can get my license, the final license from the Department of Health for my nonprofit. And uh, they're supposed to be out the 11th of March, but all of this stuff started happening with the virus. And so they canceled. And so now I'm like, damn, uh, you know, damn it, Rick, damn it. I didn't yeah. want to talk about that, but it's fucking, it's it's fucking, it's fucking with you too. <laughs> so goddamn it, Rick, I died, you know, like shit. Yeah. Sucks, yeah. man. So I'm just that's the last license. But once they give me the go ahead, then then the insurances will partner with me and I won't have to be chasing these grants every second of every day, right? Because what yeah. happens is I write a grant and the grant's like, Well, where's your piece of paper? And I'm like Yeah. Well here I'm like, here's my references, here's the work that I've done, I've tracked, I have yeah. all the statistics. I have everything. This works better than all your city programs if you could show me their numbers, because I will show you their numbers. Yeah, and then it's like, man. well, and and I think the the craziest thing is the gatekeepers. 
right? So when I call the yeah. state or I call the city, yeah, if Rick, the process, yeah. if if the if the process was set up to work, I wouldn't have these problems. But once I get on the phone with this one person who catches an attitude, I could be done for a year. Yeah, dude. They won't return my the, call, or they'll you have to they be won't nice, answer dude. the call. It's just the gatekeeper system that's been it's been really tough for me to navigate. And I know there's there's other people in my field that have actually commissioned me for trainings that have um, started a nonprofit like three years after I started, but they got their space, their licenses, everything, and they're going. And I, I'm still sitting here, but they're still calling me for training. Yeah, that's a bummer, man. Like I, uh, dude, I I hope that that turns around for you in this year, especially, man. Cause uh, for real, dude. Like I, I just there's I I. I didn't know that story that wasn't in your book, but that's tight how you did the survey with the kids at the treatment center. You know what I mean? Cause it is yeah. like, like if you ask any kid too, like what are, what are the three, if you were on a stranded island, it's like, I would need some music. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. you, you know, yeah. and then maybe like a snack and then you're like your, your best friend or something, but it, it just, uh, <laughs> it is. And, and then having the opportunity. Yeah. And then having the opportunity to, to create it. You know, and, and then mm -hmm. even uh, like, dude, for real, like that's most people, even though the technology exists now and it's it's fairly easy, you, you know, like it, it is like you could do it on your phone nowadays. A lot of people don't understand mm -hmm. how everything works. And then just going through the process one time and being able to look at the screen, it's like, OK, I'm, I'm assigning this microphone to this track and I'm pressing record. You know what I mean? Like yeah that, like dude that that just that too is therapeutic you know what i mean it's like i i know how this shit works now and then it's like do you want to do another For one sure. like you can do another track like it, it and just, there was uh, there was unintended there's unintended outcomes from the program that i was running right and and those turn into things that i was more intentional about after i saw them so there was there was a kid that they said had um cognitive disabilities right like they're saying this kid just can't learn because his brain is messed up and he's not smart he's delayed but we're in the studio and i have the executive director up in the studio while i'm recording this kid and he messed up uh, while he was rapping and then he leaned in and he looked at a looked at me and he's like um man i messed up that fourth bar so can you run me back to the start of the verse um i'll rap along with it you punch me in and I'm like, yeah, no problem. <laughs> and then the yeah. director looks at me, looks at me, and I said, I think y'all, I think y'all's uh, diagnosis is wrong. Yeah, <laughs> this kid don't, you know. I'm like, no, there's no yeah. cognitive delays or disability. He just don't nah. want to hear what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, dude, for real, you're putting him in a box, and he doesn't fit in there. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, like for real, mm -hmm. like that's uh. That's dope, Rick. Very, very cool shit, bro. So, uh, yeah. So, dude, and that's uh, that's like right at the twenty minute mark, man. Can I use that as a segue to to talk about the book now? Like, um, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like what what inspired you to do that, bro? Because I, I don't know, man. Like, no, I uh, I I don't have very many friends who have done that. So I'm just like, shit, that's tight. You know, I, I read it this morning and I recommend anybody else uh, to read the same thing, man, especially if you're from the res or, or a person of color, you know? Uh, it's, yeah. It's good shit, you know? Yeah, a lot of that was just, 
I was a little frustrated and because I'm, I'm kind of, <clears throat> I don't talk to a lot of people or, you know, I don't, I'm kind of the antisocial type. So me too. Me I was too, like, Rick, you know what? I'm, a, <laughs> I'm like, I'm a, I'm gonna put this out. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to put this out because yeah. I'm going to write down whatever I feel and get it at least off of my chest this way. And I uh, ended up writing all that in about a week. And I'm just like, am I going to send it to an editor, publishing company? Oh, and I said, nope, nope. I'm doing, I'm just going to do this myself. And some people might need to read it now, you know? So I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And so I just did it. I did everything all in, in a week. And it was, like you said, the digital copy was 20 pages. The physical book is only 40 pages. And, and like I told you before, I wanted, I wanted the, the dudes that we want to read it to pick it up and say, Oh, I'm not intimidated by 40 pages. I'm going to read this. I can get that done. Yeah. That's, uh, that's one, that's one suggestion too. I wanted to tell you is, uh, Maybe you could get a grant to, to sponsor it too, but most jails, I feel like that'd be good reading material if, if you were in jail. Um, and, mm -hmm. and most jails, you, you have, if you take something in there, you can't take it out. So it's like, there's a bunch of old books and old magazines that folks brought in, but it, it would be cool to just submit a copy of that to at, at least locally. You know what I mean? And because, yeah, no, for sure. Dude, that's, that's the people that really should read that and are in a, you know, because I, I had a homie hit me up a few weeks ago and he's like, bro, I got to sit 60 days. Can you send me a list of like 10 books? And I was like, yeah, you know, and I, you know, I came up with like seven or eight. I was like, man, let me think of two more, but I'm, I'm going to send him the link to yours and be like, dude, get this paper back and take it in with you and leave it in there. You know? Yeah, for sure. And, and that's like, surprisingly, there was, there's been like four people that are telling me that you need to get this into prisons or into jails yeah. or whatever. I'm yeah. like, yeah, man, it makes sense because the yeah, whole book dude. is, I mean, when people read it, I wrote it, I wrote it in the perspective of I'm talking to my people, my black folks and my native folks. I'm talking to them and it's going to probably piss you off a little bit when you read it. Like, oh, he's trying to check me. But yeah. at the same time, my most important my most important aspect was giving solutions because nobody yeah. ever does. It's always a question. What are we going to do next? No, I wanted yeah. to lay it out. That's why one of in the, one of the last chapters I said, okay, here's what I'm trying to say. And I'm going to recap every point because yeah. I'm going to give the solutions I feel could work because nobody else is willing to do that. No doubt. So very, uh, very, very Nipsey hustle of you, you know, like, and that's when I read the title too, I was like, fuck yeah, that's tight. Cause there was just this one quote from a Nip interview where he was like, my name's Nipsey Hussle. I'm a musician. I'm a writer. I'm an entrepreneur and I'm a radical. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah. Mm -hmm. And and just, and, and you know, like most of the stuff he would talk about were like business solutions to, you know, the entertainment industry or whatever and having ownership and, and, and stuff like that. But uh, what you're doing is the, the same thing, man. It's it's you know what I mean? It's uh, it's fostering talent and, and, and it's uh, it, it's still industry, too, because like, fuck, bro, to go to treatment is expensive as shit. And Mm -hmm. nine out of ten relapse you know what i mean like that doesn't if you're just gonna throw money at the problem then throw money at, at one solution that's gonna work you know what i mean 
and and, and it's exactly. like uh yeah dude so it, it just uh and and ownership dude it's like nah like it's a tribal dude like he grew up on the rest you know like mm-hmm. played hoop did all that shit so uh i, I don't know man I, i'm digging it rick i i want uh want you to have all that shit up and like that would be tight hell yeah um and I'm, so I'm like hoping, what, what i'm hoping they'll still be working yeah i dude like and i didn't want to talk about that on my show at all but yeah dude it is it's just overhyped by the media in my opinion i'm like dude like whatever you know it, it I, I think it'll all blow over i'm hoping at least you know so yeah um what what other kind of um what other kind of obstacles were there with the book like um was it was it fairly easy to go through the Amazon process and then like where did you get it printed up I didn't get a paperback copy so um like yeah like, I just you, you it have... was it was oh it was crazy easy you know uh, that's uh, I all I did is I wrote it uh, in in my Pages app free app on Apple you know wrote it in yeah, there yeah. And then uh, I just, I you format it, you got to format it for, um, like, when you upload it to be on Kindle or something, they give you all these things to format. So you just got to do the work to format it to fit correctly. And then okay. the, I gave a percentage. So whenever somebody orders my physical copy, Amazon prints it, and they take a percentage. But so oh, I don't damn, have to they, touch they it. Print, damn, they print it out themselves, too, and just send it out? Yeah, so I don't got to touch it. Damn. That's tight. I'm gonna order I'm one like, of those yeah, too, can, bro. Can... Yeah, I'm gonna order yeah, one of those sure, to, to give to homies. Yeah, and anybody else listening to man, order that book. It's called "Am I Radical or Am I Rational" by Deacon Jones. You can get it on Amazon Kindle or order the paperback, man. Big... You know, like, yeah. yeah, bring it in. I'm trying to. I want to get it in schools as well. You know, yeah, so high schools, universities, because there's there's a lot of stuff in here that. Um, is overlooked by even our own intellectuals when they go speak they don't really speak they don't really speak to what actually happens to us you know yeah it's like so so a lot of this stuff that i talk about in this book is things that we saw growing up with our own eyes and and you know most of the time we're just the ones like shit that ain't gonna work but we don't have anything to 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 say that will work so that's why this book was just like I got to get this off of my chest because I can't just talk and be frustrated, <laughs> you know? So I'm like, here's, yeah. here's what I think we should do to decolonize. Cause when we, I've been to so many decolonizing conferences where there was yes. no, there was nothing, you know, they're like, this is what you need to do to decolonize. They're like, no, there was just philosophy and yeah, things that, bro. you know, would be nice to do, but yeah and i I, I don't want to interrupt i don't want to interrupt your chain of thought but my thing is like most of the people who use that word work for the fucking colony rick (laughs) yeah yeah and it's like how can you tell me how to not be like you when you're getting paid to be here like (laughs) but but you know yeah for real and and that's where another thing is i people a lot of people know me for my program right the the outpatient treatment facility, nonprofit, and, and I do a lot of charitable work and other things. So they think that I'm this, um, uh, this little angel dude that doesn't curse or anything. Right. I'm like, no, I'm a, I'm a fucking savage. <laughs> just like the rest of you. No, I just, yeah. I like to do things to help people. I don't want to be held to that standard. 
<laughs> yeah, same, dude. So I'm like, I'm that's, gonna, that's I'm why gonna let you dude. down so hard. So hard. Like, don't don't go to my website and listen to my music. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, fuck. I'm like, dude, yeah. Yeah. Same. Like I'm I'm grown now. Yeah, I got kids and it but yeah, it's you'll flip that yeah, switch. I'm still and it's like when, when and, and it's it's cool to be comfortable around homies too, you know what I mean? And I don't you know, I don't want to talk about shit that you don't want to talk about, but, but there's no we're not at the bar or anything, so yeah, I, I, I just want you to, to but but it, it's good to be to be able to to bullshit around with, with bros too. And and yeah, talk about sure. work and, and and how the system does suck and how like yeah, dude, like uh it's cool because you're not really a part of the system. You're you're creating something different that's uh that's on its own. I think that's tight, man. Cause, uh rage against yeah. the machine they fucking they canceled a bunch of shows but tom morello there's a quote from him where he's like the system won't be fixed by the system you know what i mean and mm-hmm. it's like it's like yeah and we so, can get solid pe- we can get <laughs> solid people in office but so fucking what you know and that's that's so crazy that he actually said that because that's what i've been talking about this whole year so far I keep telling people because everybody that says they're going to disrupt the system they're like, oh, no, I'm putting on this suit and tie so I can get inside and, and then I can dismantle it. I'm like, it doesn't work that way, bro. Nope. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. You can't be know, in the bro. system and fix the system. I've never seen it happen. Nope. When the, especially when the budget happen. when the budget reaches in the M's, bro. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's mm-hmm. we're going to hire some technicians at just barely above minimum wage in order to appease the natives and then everything else is going to the salary at the top and and travel (laughs) you know what i mean and that's i'm like like, you know and that's where i'm you know i thought about trying to get into a position to where i can affect legislation or you know do something and i'm like what do i got to do and everybody's like run run for council you know and i'm like (laughs) i can't i don't know what I don't, I don't know. I've heard so many people get into the yeah. system and become the system that I get afraid. I'm like, yeah. Uh, and that's where Same. I'm the, just recently, uh, Jay Inslee appointed me on this juvenile justice board. So now okay, I'm on a okay. board where, yeah, they called me and they said, we need somebody to challenge the system and give a voice to the uh, indigenous youth that are incarcerated. And I'm like, they said, we, we go to meetings. We're tired of going to meetings and having people say, okay, this is what we can do. This is what we'll do. And then we go home and meet again and say, this is what we can do over and over. They said, we need somebody that's going to challenge the system and force us to think. And I said, you got the right guy right here. <laughs> yeah, by the end of this, yeah. you're going to be, you're going to be mad at me, but that's what I'm, that's what I got to do. That's what I'm, that's what I'm doing. Fucking A, Rick. Fucking A's, man. Yeah. That's the newest and, uh, development in the... And, like, that's uh, that's one thing I wanted to ask you about, too. And uh, when when I first contacted you, I, I was, I, like, I said this in a text, I think, but I, I was like, this is relevant to cannabis because um, a, a certain, I don't know if it's a percentage or something or a certain dollar amount of the tax dollars from cannabis in the state of Washington have to go towards um, addiction treatment services and stuff like that. So... Um, is is there any opportunity for you to gain some of that funding, and and like is like yeah. 
do do they do they give you an application for that or do you have to go and track that down or I just wanted to try and tie yeah. something to weed while we were talking for a little bit, you know what I mean? Like, oh, for sure. Yeah, that's definitely a, an option and um it's something that you you know, you can look it up and see if there's applications here or there, but I've had a even there I've had a couple of people say we're trying to give away our money. We don't have anybody that'll take our money because it's weed money, you know. And I said, "Well, I'm right here. What do I? I'm. I'll take it. I'm yeah. trying to, you know, help. I'm trying to help people. And and then that ends up being like, oh yeah, I'll get back to you next week. I'm real busy right now, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you just you, you just told me you're trying to get rid of this money, and I'm over here trying to take it. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if it's. Um, I don't know. Cause I- I feel I know what I, it is. I don't look like everybody else that they're working with. Yeah, because I, I'd yeah. like, dude, you can't write off shit as a weed business, but it's like, mm-hmm. if you have a little bit left over that you save from taxes and everything's still cool on the spreadsheet, you would want to give it to something that's going to directly help instead of Susan G. Komen or whatever the fuck, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's, like it's like, nah, man, this is going to help a kid fucking express himself through music and uh, heal himself while he's in this period away from home. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know, man. I think because so far here. my my relapse rate my relapse rate has been around twenty three percent, which is a hell of a lot better than ninety percent. Right, <laughs> national <laughs> average. Yeah. Hell yeah. Because so I mean, like I'm, that's. I'm trying to. No, no go ahead. Uh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, so I'm I'm trying to develop more so I can just chip away at that number more and more and more. But at, even at 23%, you should be throwing money at me because these kids aren't going to be the ones that are relapsing, costing extra in the state, being incarcerated, or repeat offending. Because I, I get a lot of kids that are uh, on probation or uh, court ordered to be there. They won't break into your homes if they're, re- if they're you know, doing better. Yeah, so. dude. And, and dude, that, like, I never... I never went to treatment on my own accord. I always got ordered by the court. You know what I mean? It was like I got in trouble first, and then it's like, okay, you're on drugs or drinking, so you got to go through this program. And it was, bro. Like, I, it fucking happened so many times, Rick, you know? So if, if if there was something available to me back then like you're doing, then it just really would have ushered me towards the path I'm on now sooner you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's like nah like this it feels better to do this than do that so focus on this you know what i mean like so uh Hell yeah i don't know dude like I, th- I think that shit is tight bro like super tight and uh yeah, thank you, man. just just the, the the numbers too dude like 90 percent versus 23 like that's fuck dude you know like <laughs> yeah like give, give the man a budget you know what i mean like and <laughs> yeah. uh i just think that uh yeah, dude, like making that opportunity available to someone when they're in that position will create uh, some really good music. You know what I mean? Not, not like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it makes you feel, yeah, it makes you feel better. But fuck, dude, like those are the best songs. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, uh, And coming from a, I don't, I don't know if we talked about it much, but with the uh, New Developed Nations is the name of my nonprofit, and so what I'm doing with that is. I'm trying to get all the kids in, um, nobody paying, so I can just bill their insurances. And if they don't have insurance, I'm getting them signed up with the insurance and then billing that. So it's free to their families and themselves and all of that. Yeah, because that is, dude, That's that was the main thing, too, is like just because court says you got to go doesn't mean you can go right away. You got to go and try and find mm-hmm. 
funding and then it's like then it's packed so you gotta wait for a bed day you know what i mean and mm-hmm. it's like yeah dude so the whole it's it's dope that you're uh providing a, a different solution dude because i think too that um most parents especially from our age group would be like let's send him to this one <laughs> you know what i mean like <laughs> like because because bro I'm a, you know i went to sundown m ranch when i was 19 and they were like you could go with the juveniles or with the adults and the juveniles had more cameras and less fucking tv movie time or whatever so i was like fuck that i'll go <laughs> with the old one and it bro it was just it was whack you know like it, it just it didn't mm-hmm. save me or help me i'd like i was like damn i should have just went to went I should have just went to jail because then I could watch TV every night. But, <laughs> but it, it it was it was cool to because it it was a bunch of old dudes, forty or older, who you know lost their wife, lost their house, lost their job, their kids, whatever, because they couldn't stop drinking or doing coke or whatever. It just uh-huh. it it was cool to hear their stories. But it was just like, man, court made me come here because I pissed dirty for a week a couple times, you know. But it it, it still. <laughs> It's like I I still found myself in that system and had to make my way through it. So it just uh that's uh that man, that's one thing I wanted to ask you about too, is there was uh before I left Phoenix, there was commercials on the radio for a treatment program that was like moderate drinking or something. You know what I mean? Like and I'm like, how the fuck do you guys sell that? You know what I mean? Like it it was weird, dude. And it was just like it's like let's come up with an option that just sounds so good and make people pay for it but i'm just like that shit's not gonna fucking work unless you you know like you take the yeah uh, and the the, i I didn't understand like what the fuck (laughs) yeah there's i don't i never heard that one but that's crazy that's like but i do know um that there's a lot in this in the field that want to help but you get burnt out in this field, the turnover rate, everything is just so high because you're just dealing with a whole bunch of stuff all day, every day, you know, regarding your clients and insurances and other things. But at the same time, I've seen uh, encounter rates, right? So every time you see a a patient, you get uh, an encounter rate. That's what you're going to get paid. Some of the encounter rates are $250 or more. So it's like, yeah. So, but an encounter is seeing somebody. So I could see this one kid five times today or three times today and get 250 every time I see him. That doesn't make a lot of, uh, a lot of reason to fix people. You know, if you're running one of those, those are, those are like factory farms and you're just making millions of dollars. So why not say, come here, you can drink a little bit, (laughs) you know? No doubt, dude. Yeah. And and that's that's how that uh Sundown M Ranch felt to me too. Like it was a factory farm. Like um I I remember my counselor just telling me, like, look, dude, just fake it till you make it. You know what I mean? And cause, yeah. Cause, like, yeah, you know, and it was just it was weird. It's like he didn't really care, you know what I mean? He was just like Yeah. It, that's, it was just that's crazy. Yeah. And so, uh, like, I got through. I did my little, and I I ran into a homie that ended up singing a chorus for me on on my second album, man. Like, so yeah. it was cool to to be in there and run into some other skins, but it just it wasn't the best, uh, most therapeutic situation. And I feel like 
like for real dude that that was the one thing that i had rick was i had my discman and my headphones and and yeah, like 10 is. cds you know and i had like a, a beat cd with like five beats on it so it just like i i didn't get to record or track anything out but it's like that was the shit they got me through bro you know like <laughs> yeah because yeah. there's a there's a lot of crazy psycho fuckers too and it, it just i don't know it would have been uh, cool to have a, a healing through hip hop program back then in fucking two thousand one, man. Hell yeah! Yeah. So uh, that's that's the okay. So I'm, I'm gonna segue that into into music, Rick. So um, I've like I've known you for a real long time, and I, I remember recording with you on a tape deck at my mom's house with the sock on the mic only on the left side because yeah. there was two inputs and we only had one mic so it's like and then it like i remember all that bro so it's it's cool to uh to see Hell that you're yeah. still making music you sent me a song the other day like uh the last time i really remembered like you were on um tyrant's compilation the red and white cd mm. you and de novo had to mm-hmm. donate the player player eight eight the game game like uh, yeah, that was a banger, and and then yeah, and then and then you also had a song. It was with uh, it was a couple fast rapping dudes. It was uh, it, it, like I was like, holy shit, man! It was a feature with 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 two rapping. Dudes. Was it? I don't know. It wasn't. Oh, uh, was it with Belo? Belo from Do or Die and Mr. Fab. Yeah. That one. Yeah. No, no, no. But yeah. there's uh, it's uh, he's a light skinned dude. With with braids, uh, twisted insane. Didn't you have oh, a song with him too? Oh, uh, Chino XL. Yeah, Chino XL. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I was like, damn. Because I I remember when we were in high school, he was on that uh that Sway and Tech CD, and then like mm-hmm. uh it was it was a posse cut. There was like Eminem, Tech Nine, Crooked Eye, and and uh he, yeah. he was on there too, and, and it was like you know because because I didn't I didn't I didn't listen to him that much. Other than I, I heard Tupac mm-hmm. diss him, so I was just like, I gotta check him yeah. out. He might be tight, you know what I mean? Like, and he was, yeah, he was on that fast rap yeah. and shit too. So, how, like, sure. how, yeah, like, how did you, like, how did you make that happen, dude? Like, and and did you is that on iTunes? Like, can people go and buy that or like what's? <clears throat> no, that one's. I need to. I I just found that song actually. We did it a long time ago, but Chino and I, at one time, I was trying not to be antisocial and I'm like I'm gonna push this rap stuff right I'm gonna do it I feel like I can yeah. do something and then I, yeah. I ended up getting picked up by uh, a manager who works with Universal and Chino and I had the same manager and so they were they were flying me to Vegas and LA and doing some shows and stuff and I ended up just um, Chino and I were just kicking it we were, we were just cool that was like my ace you know I like I love that guy he's dope and um yeah but i did you know he was he's uh older than me so he's like asking me who i like and everything i'm like well my favorite my favorite rapper is tupac <laughs> you know yeah. so, and he just kind of yeah. kind of laughed a little bit but <laughs> but um <laughs> but yeah we, <laughs> we that's awesome man that's cool. awesome we're always cool and he's just like <laughs> uh but that dude is like a um Something, something's up with his brain, man, because we were walking around Vegas and just freestyling, and this dude can just spit, like, pick anything and just spit. I'm like, what the hell? Something, that that dude is quick, witty, got bars, 
and I'm just like, damn, okay, I need to, I need to step my game up. So when we did a track, I'm like, all right, I got to do this. And he told me too, cause I was already, I've always been competitive, but I'm like, okay, yeah. I got to get this. If he's on here, I got to do it. But he called me. He's like, you better do it. <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna get yeah. you on this if you don't do it. And so we just, we kind of, we we've been cool for a long time. We haven't talked in a while now, but I, I'm hoping to. Uh, get back with him because I'm I'm ready to do some more music and just that vibe. I like I like vibing with creators and that dude is like super creative. So no doubt that's how that no went. Doubt. And when, yeah, man, that's... and when, there's just there's a, a a quick story about when I was with him. We were in yeah. Vegas on New Year's and um we were at the palm and in walks Shug, right? Damn, and so he's like, damn. yo, Shug Shug's here so he's like, man, you got to make sure you watch my back. I'm like, yeah, I got you. I got you. And then I'm like, man, if sh- what what am I going to do? Because he was still the boogeyman at this point, right? And so uh, yeah. some dude walks up. He's like, um, he's like, Sugar wants to meet you. And Chino's like, oh, shit, okay. So he comes over and Sugar's just. Daps him up, daps us, daps us both up, and he's just laughing and shit. And like, man, I was just, hy- I was hyping Pac up, man. I told him, don't let that light skin fool out bar you like that. He's getting you. <laughs> he said he was just, and he was laughing about it. And I'm like, yeah. damn, man, that's like, <laughs> but, <laughs> that's but crazy. Yeah, it's crazy though. But so that I, I have man. a old Polaroid with Shug somewhere around here. <laughs> that's that's tight, dude. That's super tight. Like, uh, he's in jail right now, but uh, I saw it was some guy. Mm-hmm. I think it was like Mob James on Vlad TV, and he was like, "Nah, man, he'll 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 get out." You know what I mean? Like, he, mm. he won't shit the whole thing mm. or whatever. I was like, man, but that's cool. Like, I don't want anybody to be in jail, but yeah, that like that mm-hmm. he like ran some fool over with his car or some shit. I was like, damn. Yeah. And and it was. He was like, man, self defense. Yeah. That fool was gonna fucking shoot me, so I ran him over. You know. Like, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like, man, that, you, you know, like for real, that was his defense. I think so. I'm like, fuck, man. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad uh, we don't we don't have that that kind of rap beef up here, dude. Because so. I know. Yeah. So I'm trying to get back into to doing some music and being creative again. And I got a ton of tracks. Like the one that I sent you is one of the tracks that of many that I've done and never released. And Everybody's like, you never put anything out. I'm like, I know. I'm so antisocial, yeah. but I'm going to start yeah, it's, leaking a yeah, little dude, here and I, there just to see if people are interested. Yeah, man. Even because, dude, I was really scrambling for an album at the end of 2019, and I just couldn't get it together. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, re- I require too much help from too many people. So what I got, I'm just going to let go as singles this year. And just focus on mm-hmm. being able to record session folks on my own and, and try and program drums on my own. And that's how it's, it's dope that you're, yeah. you know, sampling from vinyl and stuff, too, because it is, man. Like, do it yourself. Otherwise, you got to pay somebody else or wait until their schedule is clear. So it, it, it sucks yeah. having to do that, man. So I, I really, really want to hear some more Deacon Jones music this year, dude. And that's the other thing I want to tell you is it's pretty cheap for a single man, like like less than mm-hmm. fifty bucks to to get it everywhere on Spotify through CD Baby, and then you know you could spend a hundred or two hundred bucks on a cover, 
and then you know a couple hundred bucks on some advertising or whatever and then shoot your own video you know what i mean so yeah it's 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 not too it's not too expensive anymore dude and so i i just try to encourage homies who who do it to like fuck put it out man yeah i don't have any excuse i have i got i got my drum machines i got my keyboards i got my mic everything i record myself mix and so i'm like what's my excuse (laughs) yeah every every now and then i see the posts online i'm like ooh, that's saucy you know what i mean that's a type b right Mm -hmm. there so if you ever need a homie to, to to come with some ideas, man, hit me up. I'm 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 down to slide through. Especially if you're on that funk shit too, dude. Like I I watched the video you sent me of the band you you play in. I'm like, uh, like, yeah. like the, the the talk box shit. Like that's that's dope, bro. Like yeah, that's fun stuff too. Yeah, there's there's this song called Jombie by Tool. And they don't do it. It's Adam Jones is their guitar player. He does it on his guitar and not on a keyboard, but he does that that Peter Frampton talk box shit for a solo for a couple minutes, and it's fucking wow, wow, wow. Like it's 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 dope. You know what I mean? Like I'm like yeah, that sounds ill. You know. So I I think it's tight that you uh that you were influenced by that too, and and didn't go the plug in route. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. Ah. <laughs> No, yeah. I don't buy the shit, get the tube and <laughs> practice. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So uh what like musically it's it's gonna be uh hip hop rap type stuff. Like um do do you have any specific producers that you're gonna be working with or are you gonna produce most of it yourself? Yeah, I'm gonna do most of it myself. And then um I don't know, the the band that I was playing with, I really hoped on getting them some uh into some sessions so they can play me some live shit you know and hell yeah my my album i never i never really thought about putting an album out but i put together a little ep but there's just kind of showing a wide range of things there's things where i'm kind of doing some singing melodies on some things i'm rapping fast some things i'm rapping slow some funk some you know just mixing it all up r&b just to kind of show a range, a different range of things that I'm doing. Because I'm not really conforming to anything anymore. So Hell no. I'm like, fuck that. Track one might be, track one might be, uh, most stuff you might think DMX did. Track two might be Trey songs. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. Goddamn right, man. Goddamn right. Yeah, the, I, 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 uh, I dig the R and B shit still. You know, like I, I try and mm-hmm. I'm not the I'm not the hugest Kevin Gates fan, but DJing in the strip club, it was like I'd have to play his shit sometimes. I'm like two yeah. phones. I'm like, all right, that's one for the plug, one for the low. I'm like, cool. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but but I'm I'm just I I just grew up on Jodeci and Key Sweat, bro. So yeah, and that's yeah, that's what I'm like, talking that's, about. Try to sing and right like that when i'm on one of those songs. um what uh with the the talk box thing too like uh, how long did it take you to get proficient at that you know what i mean because i've seen homies buy that shit and then and then they never send anything that they did after they buy the equipment you know so it's like it sounds hard (laughs) it sounds hard bro yeah a lot of people that even play i don't know how to play keyboard i told you before i don't know how to but I play everything by ear, so even even cats that know have been trained to play are like I can't I can't do the mouth thing, but you know, and so 
what's crazy is I got my first talk box was um, I made uh, a couple of beats for these cats and they had a talk box. They're like, maybe you can learn this. And I'm like, oh, I've always wanted one. Let's let's check it out. So I, I got it and it sat with me for like two years and they never asked for it back. I never played it. And I was just going through um, uh, a writer's block like no other, man. I was uninspired. And so uh, yeah. I, I'm like, I'm going to try this thing. I plugged it in. I'm, I did 10 tracks in 10 days, all on the talk box, all, most of it freestyling. And and from then on, I was just like, yeah, this is my this is my thing now. Hell yeah. So I didn't man. know what I was doing. And I I wasn't writing. I was just kind of freestyling with it. And, and then uh, it kind of stuck because people were, I'll, I'll send you some of those tracks. It's yeah, like, bro. If, yeah. If you, if you push play, if you push play on that little 10 track album, you clean your whole house on a Sunday. <laughs> no doubt, bro. I'm with the shit. Cause bro, like, yeah, on one sent me a song and it had a talk box chorus and I wrote my verse and recorded it. And I was like, who did the talk box? He's like, Deacon Jones. I was like, no way. And he's like, man, I, I want to ask oh, him to redo it. Cause it, cause the mix is, it, it did. It was like a little bit static or something. And I, I was just mm -hmm. like, fuck. And he put it out with a different chorus on there. And I'm like, it, it's cool how it is now, but I'm like, fuck, man. I, the, the, I, I hope he can do a remix or something and you can do a chorus and a, a verse on there or something. Cause I was like, man. Yeah, I talked I talked to him about it. I told him too. I said, you just gotta, he had to tell me. I did that hook with him while uh, he was on the phone and I just uh, sent him Sam's. I didn't even, you know, it was like five minutes. Yeah. I'm like, oh. I'm like you could have yeah, I could have cleaned that all up. But, yeah. You know. I, man, I'm I'm open he can read like it's worth it as a single, man, just to have that that cuz dude, I fucking love that shit. I know I got it. Me, I was dude. just practicing some Tyrese to try to get down for some shows, some sweet ladies. <laughs> Hell yeah. D DJ Quick would always use that too. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I was always yeah. frustrated. He didn't use it enough. I'm like keep yeah. going, bro. <laughs> yeah yeah dude like that's I, man. yeah hell yeah that's uh i had a a little homie that i worked with in phoenix for a few weeks at t-mobile and he, he would come by and and smoke because i only worked there for like three weeks but he was still the homie and he didn't have no weed plug so he would come by and smoke and i was playing dj quick one time when he came over and it was like blowing his mind you know what I mean? He's like 21, <laughs> 22. You know what I mean? He's like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, dude? that shit like, blows DJ my mind, man. <laughs> Yeah, dude, serious. I'm like, and I explained to him, I'm like, bro, you missed a lot of good shit just based on when you were born. You know, like there's, yeah, like anything, anything from this coast between 92 and 98 is fucking extremely fire. You know, like just, just check it out. Search it on Should Spotify. And he's like, yeah, man, he was just like, I got DJ Quick, man. I'm checking it out on Spotify when I drive home. I'm like, cool. So, like, that's yeah. that's tight, Rick. Is um, we're get, we're getting close to an hour now, bro. Is there uh, is there anything that that you wanna promote or or plug before we go as far as social media or anything like that? You have any uh yeah, singles picked out? Yeah, everything is Deacon Jones on almost on any of the social media d-e-e-k-o-n jones and you'll find me on there but newdevelopnations.com talks about my outpatient treatment program and my nonprofit. so you can hit that up check it out uh see what we're doing over there and uh other than that i am i'm gonna be 
trying to be more social and post more music and <laughs> make more music. <laughs> no doubt, no <laughs> doubt. Well, I, I'm excited to hear it, man, and uh, I'm 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 glad you you wrote your book and put it out. I'm gonna try and pump that up to as many homies as I can. And oh, that's like, also that's the first book of a series that I'm gonna be doing. I'm gonna be doing some short books like that. Um, like um, the next one is gonna be geared more towards strictly indigenous stuff you know okay. the, a lot of the specific issues that happen and how we yeah. can kind of fight that as well yeah no doubt yeah and it, it was cool man like you you had uh indigenous stuff in this book too but it was like it, it was geared towards black folks too so it was just uh yeah. it was cool he's like like before i you know i hate when people say we need to do this but you know i'm gonna say what i think we need to do you know, like so it was just like it was cool, man. It was it was honest and uh, a, a quick read too. I I feel like a lot of people who would be turned off from that message could receive it just based on the length of it and and not having a bunch of bullshit mm -hmm. too. So so For good sure. job, Rick. I'm, I'm proud of you, man. I'm I'm, Thank I'm you. glad you I'm glad you uh, took the the time to come on our show, man. Uh, it's I'm I'm sure you got a family and you got work tomorrow, so I appreciate you taking the time and. Um, I'll, I'll send you the links to the episode once I got them. I think Spotify uploads on Tuesday. So, um, okay. Yeah. And then, and then man, dude, hopefully we can have you back. Like, uh, after you get your license and all that, I'll call you and see how it's for going. Sure. Yeah. And then in the meantime, yeah, between man. time, hit me up for, for anything, man. I'll hold the camera or microphone or whatever, dude. Like for sure. You're here now. Here. Yeah. Holler at your boy. And then, uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm out here. So I'll hit you up and, yeah, man. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. No doubt. So uh, with that, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to do my outro dance. This was the 48th episode of Concerned Dabs Podcast. I was your host, Katie M. Kane. Our guest tonight, ladies and gentlemen, was Deacon Jones. He has a new book out titled Am I Radical or Rational? You can download that on Amazon Kindle. You can also order a paperback. Uh, I think it's nine bucks for the digital, fifteen bucks for the paperback. Um, shop with the guy. He's he's from where we're from, and he's offering real solutions in a, a clear, concise manner in his book. So please check that out. And and also, uh, newdevelopnations.com. He's got a mm -hmm. healing through hip hop, uh, healing through hip hop program on there. So send your kids through that, not through the system. You know what I mean? Like like. <laughs> Like for reals, especially if you're out here in the uh, the Northwest area, I'm sure that this program would help them out a lot more expressing themselves through writing. So, um, yes, I also, yeah, man. So man, for real. Thanks. Thanks, Rick. For real. It's good shit. Um, I also got to give a shout out to my guys in production, Mitchell Wilson and Jesse Curry. This has been a main node and Joseph street enterprise production. <laughs>